It's time for our weekly segment with BuyBlacks.com, the number one black Canadian online magazine. Today I'm joined by writer and political economy academic Leekum Kenzer. Leekum, thanks for joining me today. Hi, Maggie. I'm glad to be here. How are you? Good, good. So, Leekum, you recently wrote an article about the new law that came into effect here in Canada that bans foreign investors from buying homes in Canada over the next two years. Essentially, the government has said this is a way to cool the market and create opportunities for those who live in the country to afford homes, primarily in Toronto and Vancouver. But you say some critics of this new bill uh, feel that it's only increasing rates of racism. Tell me why. Yeah, it's actually really surprising how many experts actually lambast this law. Um, most of what they say, and you'll hear this in general economics, is the amount of immigrants coming in is nothing compared to the amount of people already trying to buy homes. So adding a few extra people to the demand for homes really does very little towards the actual price of it. But what you're doing instead is you're giving a scapegoat to why the housing prices are so much. And it's really causing a problem when immigrants come in and they're also just trying to buy homes, but already they're being um, painted as these people who are ruining the economy. Now, I mean, the law doesn't prohibit those who are within the country who are permanent residents from purchasing homes, which would be seen. I mean, they would be immigrants as well. Um, so explain to me a little bit more about who you spoke to and, and why they feel that this is a, a clear case of racism. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. Um, I actually did a lot of research going through this and just talking to different experts. I actually talked to a couple of economics experts I've known back in my school days. And basically, um, their whole point is this law is so specific as well. Like, as you said, it doesn't even include people who are permanent residents, that it's dealing in such a minuscule group that it really makes no difference. And it just adds to this kind of rage that people are already facing because uh, cost of living. There was a, a recent Leger poll that you quoted in the article that found that 49% of Canadians think the federal government's new target of 500,000 immigrants a year is too many, while 75% are concerned the plan will result in excessive demand of housing and social services. You use this to kind of point to this idea that, you know, for a number of Canadians, they see this as a threat, uh, that immigration is more of a threat than a welcoming, um, you know, opportunity for increased uh, people in our country, increased workforce, and obviously just a, a better country as a whole. Mm, no, no, exactly. I mean, clearly people are scared. Um, there's a huge cost of living crisis going, around, going on around the world. Housing prices have been... Uh, crazy prices for God knows how long. So it's, um, it's obvious that people would feel this kind of hatred. When there's less going around, most people tend to panic and try to keep what they have. So you also interviewed a number of people for this story, including Jenny Kwan, an MP out in Vancouver. What did she share with you about this concern when it comes to uh, buying equity, uh, when you're talking about immigration and diverse groups being able to tap into the housing market? Well, um, sadly, I never got to talk to her directly. I was actually taking a quote from another place that I found, and I really just liked um, her whole conversation, bringing it back to um, economics, really talking about financialization, um, the overrepresentation of these big financial groups like BlackRock in the U.S. and other ones in Canada, and how 
they're the ones that are actually um, pushing forward these prices higher and higher. I just thought it was a really interesting way of looking at it that we don't really talk about. And even the government themselves tries not to talk about it. There's also the argument um, that you propose in this article um, that with less than 6% of homeowners in Ontario and BC being non-Canadian residents, this can't be blamed, obviously, as you said, on foreign investors. But what what then is the solution? I think, you know, what is I think this is a bigger problem, uh, which you kind of underline near the end of the article about just being uh, people of diversity, being able to really tap into the housing market, have an opportunity to own a home, have an opportunity to build equity um, and generational wealth. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, through the article, I talk a lot about, first of all, zoning. So the way we zone things in Toronto, Canada, North America in general is very um, discriminatory. Um, It's still based off um, what we've had for decades of discrimination going on. So if I, let's say, I bought a house in the 50s and I zoned it for single family homes in the middle of Toronto, that means even now they haven't been able to build apartments. So anyone new who's coming in, usually black and brown immigrants, they're kept in um, the periphery. So in Toronto, that'd be Scarborough. And so you find a lot of immigrants living further and further away from the center of the city. And that's just because people have kept their zone the way, they, the way it is. They want to keep their neighborhood the way it is. And they want to stop other people from also being included in the city. So how does that change then, Likam? I mean, you're talking about zoning areas, um, historical areas that have been, you know, predominantly white or, you know, or ethnic areas on the outskirts of the city. How do we change this? It is a problem. I think we all recognize as people of color that it's a problem, but how do we change it? Yeah, um, I actually wrote a, uh, I'm writing a different article right now on that, but basically it would include like a two-pronged approach. The first one is we need more local groups talking about anti-NIMBYism, which is um, not in my backyard. So people from the grassroots, people from Scarborough and other peripheries really speaking out and getting more political about what they want for their city. But on top of that, we do, we can also use the government coming in and stopping um, these, like you said, these res- these usually um, high net worth residents, usually white, from being able to stop progress. So it's really about um, mixing in the community groups with the government and working together because we found out that if a government does everything, then they're going to miss some of the community aspects that are necessary but also the community doesn't have as much political weight to really make these changes, especially when they're going up against entrenched finance and um, richer individuals. It's definitely worth an article uh, reading if you get a chance today. Uh, The uh, headline reads, the federal government's ban on foreign buyers is an effective way to stoke racism, not make housing affordable. It's written, written by um, Likam Kenzer. Likam, thanks so much for joining me today. No problem. Thanks for having me.